Pasa Mufasa, welcome to the Mycopreneur Podcast. This is a podcast about people solving problems with mushrooms. I'm your host, Dennis Walker. Let's get down to business. Okay, Pasa Mufasa, Nakara, the mushroom goddess, straight out of Houston, Texas. Welcome to the Mycopreneur Podcast. How are we doing today, Nakara? Now that we're here live, thank you so much for the opportunity for allowing me on your show. I'm so honored. It's an honor to have you here. And I first caught wind of your presence in the mushroom universe through several of our mutual friends, including Darren LeBaron and Reggie Harris. And I dropped into a live stream you were doing recently on Instagram, and you were passionately speaking about seeing more fungi education in schools, in K through 12, and in and the educational lives of younger folks. And I just want to, you know, that's so important to me too, and I want to see that happen. So I'd just love to hear, are you currently involved in any way with fungi education and youth, or how can we make that happen, and how can I support you in seeing more youth learn about mushrooms and the important science of mycology? That's awesome that you noticed that. I actually, I was at the school district and um, was on track, I got some grants grants from the state and was about to do the master gardener program and start a garden at the elementary school that I was working with. I was a lunch lady for about two years, but we make, we have a scratch kitchen at the district that I was with. And obviously I'm don't just comfortable just being a regular person. So I was like, Hey, let's go ahead and start a garden. And all that was lined up and then COVID hit. And then I started working at the uh, mushroom farm for the biggest mushroom farmer actually in Houston. And then I left the school and pursued mushrooms full time, but you know, life happens. So now we are, I'm back going to the school and it's going to be right now strictly mushroom cultivation, like coordinator for the district. So I'm going to come help out, help, help back out with the school and get that started. Not to say to limit it just to mushrooms, but I think there's just so many benefits, obviously, with it's not only good for your inside, it's good for your outside, your skin, your, your your brain you know you know so yeah that's the that's my ultimate like goal is to kids are like kids are so they keep you humble real humble there's quite a few people in both of our circles i think who are interested in and pushing the narrative of mycology and mushroom science in schools and like teaching kids how to get their hands in the dirt, right? How to learn how to grow your own food, how to learn how to provide for your family. And for me, that's what this podcast is all about. I've been studying a lot of the wild mushrooms in the area where I live. And there's just this rising tide of interest of people being like, you mean I can just walk out into the forest and I can pick these mushrooms and not only can I eat them and they're free, but they're amazingly delicious. And that's been really awesome, really awesome to learn more about that. I used to be a high school teacher. I taught for two years in San Diego at a pretty well-known school. Shout out Mr. Walker. (laughs) That's, you know what? I had such a hard time commanding authority. I'd be like, just call me Dennis, man. Like my, I had a hard time because the students were like my friends, you know, but we, we, you know, the school was great. Over 50% of the students qualified for free and reduced lunch. And a lot of our students were from marginalized communities and students of color. And I, I just saw such a huge opportunity to embrace mushroom growing and to get a permaculture project going. But like you say, 
COVID hit, life happens, and that really slowed down a lot of people's projects when all of a sudden you're trying to teach remotely and all that. But I think we're starting to see it pick back up again. Yeah, so I just wanted to tune in on that for a second, and I want to stay in touch about that because that's something very important to me about supporting education, supporting the educational lives of children, especially when food and mushroom and all the things you mentioned, your glowing skin and learning how to even make materials, I think that's the wave right now. So let's drop in a little bit about your recent experience in Oakland because I think that's when I really start seeing you pop up as I have quite a few friends who were at the conference and just, I'm, I'm really, I had serious FOMO that I didn't get to make it, man. Like, I really wish I could have been there. Oh, you should have. I'm just going to keep it 100. I don't want to just tap into a marginalized school and low-income schools. I mean, this benefits everybody, um, obviously, but I just that's something that kind of like I triggered. I wanted to dive back in. We could all use help and knowledge and education and helping other uh, areas. But, yeah, we want it to be exposed to everyone because Mushrooms is literally the biggest kingdom in the world, and it brings people together. So... That being said, you did miss out at the conference. I planned to go a couple weeks before, and when I, like, see, I get jumbled, like, thinking about like, thinking about it now. It was just an awesome experience to see so many heavy hitters, and I learned a ton. And also, I saw, I read something about imposter syndrome that you had mentioned, and I got over that earlier in the year, so I didn't have that so much, because I'm like, I wouldn't be here if I wasn't supposed to be here. Yeah, but just also honoring people who call themselves mycologists gets a little weird, even though, because I'm like, some people are are classically trained and have been doing this, and everyone wants to throw around the word mycologist, and so it's kind of, you want to be the vets in the game who've been doing it forever. You don't want to step on their toes and dismiss the education and things that they've learned to earn that right. So, cultivator, connoisseur, I don't know, maybe the verbiage can, you know, that's just me and my two cents. The conference was amazing. Shout out, of course, shout out Washington Shrooms to Warren. David from Humboldt. They were kind of like my buddy buddies there. And then I in, I was introduced and I, I saw you saw Red Flower Fungi. Fungi, whatever how you, you pronounce it. But that's Chef Nick. Um, he's a classically trained Cuban-American chef. Actually, I was supposed to be drinking his coffee he sent me. My bad, chef. I woke up at like 10.37. But that was that's he's a part of my, my inner circle. And then um, Dr. Desi, she's more behind the scenes, but she's the brains behind this kind of... She, she's my person. When, you, when I launch our product line, like, y'all gonna be sick. <laughs> but uh, just a lot of people talk about the benefits of internally with the mushrooms, but there's so many topically. With a butterfly pea we've been working with exclusively with our um, and um, antioxidants, collagen, anti-aging, all of that stuff is a really big deal for, you know, there's just so many different ways that mushrooms can be utilized. We have it with the children, like we've already pointed out. We have it with educating, that's educating. Then we have it with the vanity of being a human being and our skin and how important it is. Like I made this chaga tea that I got. Normally I put a tincture, today I put a powder, just didn't translate well, but there's just so many benefits. So it's like, the, it's called we call it the mushroom mentality and 
that can go on and on and on and on. Yo, and it's going on in a lot of our lives right now. And one of the questions I always like to ask people when they come on the podcast is, what first got you into mushrooms? And, you know, we've got people with all kinds of different experiences. Some people grew up cultivating mushrooms. That's pretty rare. Other people have just gotten into the game the last year or two. But I'm curious for you, what first got you into mushrooms? I was working, I've, I've vendor hopped for a lot of uh, different uh, small businesses at farmers markets. I started off with um, BZ Honey, a local beekeeper. Word got around that I do, I'm really good at what I do. And I was next to the mushroom farmer, he was going to be out of town. And I ended up selling, I beat his extract record. He had sold nine, I sold 12 my first shift. And I remember when I first saw, I went to go pick up the mushrooms. Like, okay. I went to go pick up the mushrooms from uh, the warehouse. I was like, I don't wanna touch them. I don't wanna mess them up. He's like, it's fine. Like literally hadn't even like, because I hadn't, I've only seen them in the baskets, how he prepared them. Um, shout out Lone Star Mushrooms. but. I hadn't seen them off the block and like just beautiful and I was like I don't want to touch them I don't want to mess them up and that was October of 2019 2018 something like that and it happened like that and then COVID hit and they ex had expanded to the warehouse they started off in their house expanded business was so well and they asked me to be be their first employee actually so yeah that's where the, the mycelium found me that's where it happened Beautiful. I used to do farmer's markets. I sold hot sauce and that was probably the first place I ever saw some of the more culinary exotic gourmet mushrooms like lion's mane and reishi. I remember seeing reishi antlers for the first time and being like, what? What is this thing? What? What is going on here? And then you start reading about it. You know, yeah, it just sucks you in. But yeah, I'm making hot sauces and I'm putting, I have functional mushroom extracts that I get. I got some lion's mane fruiting bodies from William Padilla Brown and Myco Simbi. And I, I just made a tincture with them. And then I was just looking for like fun, creative ways to infuse more mushrooms into my daily life. I've got the mushroom coffee. I've got some mushroom chocolate that we put different uh, lion's mane and, and reishi and cordyceps in. And then I, I love hot sauce. So I'm like, why not just make some hot sauce? I've got a lot of tropical fruit available to me. Very fortunate to live in Southern Mexico. So I'm using star fruit, carambola. I'm using reishi, uh, rambutan. And I'm, you know, people are responding to it because it's like, that's fun. And that's what I want to do with mushrooms and with this podcast is I want people to realize how much you can do with it. And I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but you know, I come from a very traditional background, public school and baseball and church and all that. And a lot of those folks literally just think about mushroom, button mushrooms, right? I still have people who have never had a lion's mane, a taste of lion's mane. So that's my goal is like, I want to spread those spores so that people realize like, damn, this stuff is amazing and I can cultivate it and I can eat it and share it with my family and you know so many other different directions you can go but let's dive in with lion's mane right now because i've been really enjoying watching all the content you're putting out and like low-key i'm starting to think about like man she's putting out great content maybe i need to do more stuff like this like you are really crushing it in that sphere and I, i've been seeing you cooking with lion's mane so what do you like to prepare with lion's mane i know you make the crab cakes is that one of your favorites or what else do you like to do with it just depends because it's so versatile and working at the markets um and people always ask me about mushrooms it's just a great substitute for i mean i always relate it to seafood and um for people just who are looking for different alternate um, dietary choices and i've been getting a lot of more family members and people actually it's surprising to me how many people are picking up on mushrooms 
and they're coming to me and they're like, oh, my doctor said, and they keep saying my doctor has told me to take lion's mane. That's becoming a common statement that I'm getting in my DMs or from my family and um, is, the, is the health benefits. And then it's just the versatility. I get, used to get customers who like kids who did not like mushrooms, don't like vegetables, grown men, big grown men coming back and would come and be the first person at the market to get the mushrooms. And I'm like, it's because all, where does all the flavor comes? It comes from vegetables, right? So if you use seasoning or vegetables and the texture of a mushroom, what you got? You got that meat. So I'm like, it's just wild. So it's just the versatility of it, like circling back to that. But yeah, lion's mane. And you know, it's funny is when I was doing the video, I like to wing it because otherwise I overthink stuff and I'll get in my head. So I'm like, let's just go. Let's just go. Otherwise, I'm going to like self-sabotage. That's my uh, toxic trait. But um, I was going to say, I was pronouncing um, hair ne hair I was pronouncing, hold on. I was pronouncing, it was Heresium Aranasius, and I was pronouncing it the opposite way, and no one told me. Like, none of my friends, I think I was on the phone with Chef Nick, and I kept repeating it, and then finally, a mushroom farmer here in Houston, I believe, was like, hey, just wanted to go ahead and let you know that you're not saying it right. And I said, you know what? There's a friend. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's plenty of words we all mispronounce. I, I had a hard time saying microscopy, talking about like working with microscopes. I could not say microscopy if my life depended on it until I practiced. Another one I, I realized in a podcast recording, I said something about mycorrhizal fungi and someone's like, yo, it's mycorrhizal fungi, man. But it, it'd be like that. You know where I think that's the next game I'm learning. Like I'm going out into the forest here and I've been very fortunate to co connect with a couple of young conservationists and people who are very passionate about spreading the knowledge of the wild local mushrooms because a lot of that knowledge has been lost you know not just in communities united states but like all over the world but there is still these pockets of this really deep ancestral knowledge and wisdom of how to use these different mushrooms so i just got i kind of feel like i hit the lottery on this one where some folks i connected with them and now they're running these workshops that they've asked me to help basically promote and be a part of and we're going we were just out on the weekend, I just made a video about it on my Instagram, where we went and collected, you know, dozens of different types of species of fungi, and we're documenting them, photographing them, and then we're taking the edible ones and cooking them together. And I want to see that kind of passionate conservation and activism, and especially that as young people running it, I want to see that in every city, like straight up every city that has, or every, you know, every country where it's possible, which is most of the world, that's where I want to see all of this head is not, you know, just a few big names like, you know, host defense or whatnot who are crushing the game, but like all these little pop-ups of people who are who are embracing this knowledge and who are actively using it in their own lives and that was awesome to see because now you know all these people left that workshop being like i can confidently identify three or four types of mushrooms that i can go out when it rains and i can pick this and then and that's what i tell people is like yeah get creative with it like why don't you try to make a tincture i don't really know how to make tinctures i'm doing it right now but i'm a total newbie at this yeah plus i mean also too though with the medicine the medicine is going to do what it's supposed to do for you if you're called to mushrooms if it's calling you and you you've receiving it um, what's supposed to happen is going to happen and there are going to be a lot of imposters where it's cool It's trendy. And that's one thing that kind of makes you kind of like 
not sad. It's just like, you know, your favorite restaurant. You don't want to let anybody know because you don't want it to blow up or whatever. That's I know I can only imagine how it is for mycologists and mushroom people who... Who is that that's been around forever? Far West Fungi? Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's insane. But, you know, it's also like respecting. It's still... It's, it's like a touch and go. You know, there's there's that taboo conversation about it. So, I mean, I feel like if, if the person is what you got, the people who are introduced to mushrooms are going to know how to treat it and do the right thing. That's how powerful it is. So it is exciting for everyone to be learning. But as long as they're respecting it, mushrooms as well, which you have no other choice but to respect it is how I feel. Otherwise, it's not going to work out like at all, in my opinion, because we've been talking a lot. I'm, uh, like corporations and people coming in and swooping in and wanting to there's this big divide but the medicine like mushrooms is not it's not gonna I don't think they'll let it happen like that that's how it's like deep and serious it is going back to way back you know the roots of everything and yeah and then to be careful people send me stuff all the time can I eat this I'm like listen no matter what I say I'll put a disclaimer before I can tell you what I think it is I can send it to my people but in, by no means do I say ingest them at all. I, you got to be very careful. You're not going to say the mushroom goddess told you to eat this. But it is exciting. People are excited and send me stuff. Like you were saying, all those group of people able to identify. People get excited when they see, you know, mushrooms. And they're like, oh, can I eat that? And da-da-da. And stuff that people would have never even thought about. So it's cool for people to for educating people and bringing them together. Um, and that's what I liked about the conference everybody was super chill like it was just like we were homies all hanging out but people homies who know a lot of stuff who makes homies who making a lot of money and like it was just super cool and you're just learning and you're like oh my goodness people doing this so that's exciting for you and good for you to be a part of the process yeah, making sure like we keep the integrity of it. Well, I wanted to ask you, I've been seeing all these events pop up. And right, there was the Oakland Psychedelic Conference. And Darren LeBaron, friend of mine, has been all over the place. I've been following his journey. And I saw that you were out in Miami at some point over the year. There was a festival out there. I think there's something popping up in Baltimore soon. They just keep popping up. So when are we going to see something pop up in Houston? Are you all going to put together some kind of conference? Did I just float that idea? Oh, it's true. Maybe you just spoken into existence. Nah, but I wanted to, you just gotta you be you gotta be careful who you associate your names. And for me, if you want to be respected in this community, you want to be moving in certain type of circles. That's just how I feel about it. And not every opportunity is a good opportunity. Just because it has mushrooms associated with it does not mean that you need to be associated with it. I don't think that I will return to the Miami Mushroom Festival, even though. Shout out Kevin Brini, who made me this shirt. I was bought this shirt, and I'm actually, we're going to launch. We're doing a collab, and I'm, I'm going to be first. This is my, like, product launch of just the brand, my brand. But I met him, a wonderful, wonderful guy. Go sh- follow him, Kevin Brini, B-R-I-N-I. I met him there, and a bunch of wonderful other people, and it was good for me to get out there. But um, I just wasn't happy with the people who ran it. I wasn't happy with the things that were going on there. I was not. I would not. I would, I would not return, and I would not want my name associated with. I'm just gonna put that out right there, right, right now. <laughs> and that's another thing: being mindful, and just because it's ha- having some credibility, and knowing where you're going, and not just hopping on the wagon because it's mushrooms or it's fun or it's cool. But like, 
really peep in and seeing if this is something worth your time and you want to be associated with, especially if you want to continue to move on the path that you are getting all these heavy hitters. I'd be very mindful. I will say that. But it was a great opportunity to get my toes out and network and and I met Marvelous Miami Mushrooms out there, so that was cool, but yeah. Have you ever been down to San Diego? That's where I'm from originally, and it's been really interesting because there's been a few people who have been in the game for a long time, but now with the rising tide, with everyone's interest, I'm starting to see more mushrooms pop up at farmers markets, and you know, there's more events going on, and you know, lots and lots of cities are decriminalizing now too. To speak on that angle, which is super exciting to see, Arcata, Seattle, you know, uh, Ann Arbor, many of them in recent months. And hopefully many more in the near future. And I wonder if, if Texas seems like it's got its own thing going on, you know? <laughs> baby steps, baby steps. We definitely, we have some, I think we're headed in that direction. I know we're headed in that direction. And that's why it's important, like, on especially on social media, it's not just, like, people get really cringy or weird about not sharing a post about, like, all these months or days that they're having for stuff. It's because you have to really be doing, like, the real work behind the scenes. So I don't necessarily feel inclined to have to post that it's whatever day or whatever month because the real work is behind the scenes, in the rooms, changing, you know, the laws and, you know, showing up. So that's the real work. Um, the social media is just a platform to, you know, obviously to, to put it out there. But... Um, Texas, you know, we're, we're a different breed down here in Texas, so I think it's going to take us a little longer, but we're going to get there, and I'm going to be part of it, so um, that's why I shout out to um, Oakland High fan and the team, they're like, they're really like, and the people that I met from, Microdosing Mom, she's super dope, she's super dope, um, but um, yeah, it's doing the real work, it's not, like, we're doing this now, this is like podcast, we're learning, getting it out there, whatever, but and you like you're out in the jungle with the people and you're learning and doing the real work with everyday people and that's doing the real work that's what it's about make sure you maintain that real work not just a social media post not a trendy hashtag none of that crap is doing the real work so california was so awesome i know it's all these different parts and i was just learning but oakland and the, the bay and the town and the city and all this or whatever and i got to go to this no Chinese garden, not garden. It's in San Francisco. My baby cousin is an ICU nurse in actually Oakland, and I got to go see him and his girlfriend while I was there. And he, I remember I was at the uh, the conference, and I was like, I haven't seen my baby cousin in forever. I'm like, he's like, I'm not crossing that bridge. He's like, I'll bring, I'll pick you up, but I'm not bringing you back. And I'm like, I help change your diapers. But then when I saw the bridge, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. But I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't understand. Um, you know what he was talking about but um california was i can't wait to go back i want to go pull up on um on david on humboldt humboldt mycology yeah, i love david we're big fans big fans we love david i think that you would have a great time in humboldt i used to live in northern california warren and warren's my homie we talked about guatemala and i was like okay i can think i was like i'm gonna be off for the summer let's go to guatemala during the summer he's like absolutely not and i was like why he's like it's like the winter for them or something but he we talk about guatemala i it must have been a great experience for so many people and it brought so many people together which is so awesome um that's why i'm like surprised i didn't know that the correlation i guess i don't like to talk about stuff until it actually happens 
But um, that's my people. And he talks about Guatemala. So the fact that you're still there, I think he wants to go back. I'm thinking he's going to be pulling up. Yeah, so I, I'm nearby. Yeah, I'm, I'm in Mexico, but I'm on the, the border with it. So, like, that's very close to me. And uh, But, yeah, we had a chance to meet and hang out. And uh, I've got a, a thread with Warren and a, another person, a couple of other people. And I just blow him up all the time with questions because that dude's knowledge is extensive. And, I mean, he's like one of those people you just – he's just – He's funny, though, too. Do you know how funny he is? I do. We had a we had a chance to really get to kick it, you know, and and just just hang out. And absolutely, that dude is a big fan of Warren, and he's one of those people I wanted to say who's doing the work and who's super low key about it. He's not, you know, out here trying to command attention and divert his attention to himself. I just think he's like keeping it one hundred, staying in his lane. And I could say the same from my experiences with David Poplin and from what I'm seeing with you. And that's kind of my rally cry right now is like. Let's stay in our lane. Like, let's just do something, pick something, and do it thoroughly and do it well. And don't do it for show and don't be performative. And I think because of a lot of the culture on social media, like you mentioned, feel pressured that you have to share a certain post or you have to you have to have a hot take on a certain issue. But like for people like maybe like ourselves who have been in this for a while, it's just like, dude, I've been doing this, you know, 10 years, 15 years before I even had an Instagram. So now it's kind of, you know, interesting just to be like, I don't feel like I'm necessarily beholden to individual perspectives. Like I'm doing this work. I'm committed to mushroom education. I'm committed to using it in my own life. I'm committed to uplifting my communities. And that's the thing that Reggie Harris said on the podcast that really resonated with me and kind of framed my thinking where he's like, yeah, dude, you've had some big names on the podcast. Like I've had various CEOs and this and that, but I also am so interested in the people that either no one's ever heard about or that aren't getting the shine, but they're just got their hands in the dirt and they're doing the work. And he's like, focus on the little people, man. You don't need to be having these, you know, CEOs of this and that. And I will continue to invite some of these CEOs on the podcast, but I'm very interested in just like, blowing up lesser known micropreneurs you know people who are doing it out in india people who are and like nobody in the communities you know i've got a guy next week from mexico who's making mushroom leather i don't think very many people have heard of this guy and he's crushing it you know he's absolutely his team is crushing it i'm like why aren't more people hyping this for so that's where i'm at with it actually you know what's funny is i was listening to mushroom hour i believe and found out about micro they've been doing this they i think they got the patent on that on the mushroom leather, when I started hearing about the damn mushroom leather and building materials, and I was like, what? Because I remember my old my old boss was like, hey, you really should really get in these mushrooms, because you know you don't you don't know necessarily. He's like, I'm telling you. So I was like, I started to be a little more proactive, and I'm like, mushroom leather. Now they got the shoes, or Stella McCartney has some shoes that came out, Adidas. Um, but yeah, people, it, it, yeah, the little people, the ones who are doing the work is the little folks and doing the work. Yes. Um, making sure that it stays grounded and rooted and then, and you're uplifting. It goes on to education is motivating and helping that person, the lesser known person who is just really wants to learn and is eager or is doing it and just needs, um, it, it's community about community i found there is a lot of community obviously there's competitiveness that's human nature we we like to ruin everything with our um ego and i'm guilty of it okay too Just, uh, but um competitiveness and but like staying in your own lane nobody can do what i do nobody not a soul i can't do what you do um and so that's kind of 
where we should stand, like, well, we can't tell anybody what to do. But staying in your own lane, like you were saying earlier, is clutch. It's so key. Stop. Don't be worrying about what they're doing. There's enough people in this world to even if I had for whatever product I had, for just Houston alone, I could be, I could do fine. You know what I'm saying? People are so worried about the next person. Or, you know, there is a lot of good community, but people get caught up in all that competition and stuff. You're not me, baby. I'm not you. And there's enough room for us to eat. There's enough room for us to all eat. And I hope that, I hope that, you know, people are going to, pe- people are going to people, though. You know, they, we like to take the fun out of everything. I'm, I'm, I'm loving connecting with people and hanging out and just being like, look, we got bigger fish to fry than like little gossip or little this or that. Like we've got some, you know, serious problems as a global village. Uh, we've got people who are really, they don't know what they're going to eat tonight. You know, we've got s- severe housing insecurity. Like, can't we solve these problems if we just put our brains together and figure out a way to get it done? So uh, I'm pretty, pretty humbled even to be able to, you know, get to hold a piece of Rishi in my hand right now. You know, this wasn't a thing for me, you know, when I was growing up. I've never heard of a Rishi mushroom and all of a sudden now I'm, I'm growing them. Like that for me is a game changer. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm starting to only fans a mushroom porn site. <laughs> Just no, nah, but I, you know, I always have to tell myself to be myself. So I had to say that. Sorry, but no, um, what was I going to say? Yes. And, okay, and David, since we're on David, we're just going to mind. He's a really talented artist, too. If y'all want to go, y'all should go follow him and stream his Tonalites. T-O-N-A-L-I-T-E-S. And he has two tracks on there, and they are fire. There's such a vibe. Let me make sure I spell that. Yes, 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 yes. Let me make sure that I spell that right. But, yeah, he is, man. He is, and I'm, that's just off the strength, and that is off the strength of, Dr. Desi in um, Miami, who I met, Chef Nick, who introduced me to Washington Shrooms Warren, to introduce me to David, and I got that from Reggie with his event, and then I met, I'm, it's just like, just keep on going, so maybe next time you'll be doing a podcast here in Houston, now I, got, I feel pressured, I gotta do something. Let's do it. And yeah, I, Reggie had invited me to be a part of that conference, actually. But it was about t- 24 to 48 hours before the conference kicked off. And uh, that's, you know, travel is, is somewhat difficult living down here. That's part of the goal of being here is we're pretty isolated and remote and uh, very beautiful. But I had serious, serious FOMO. And shout out to every, I'll, I'll, by the time this episode is out, hopefully everyone has seen this. But the, the Oakland Psychedelic Conference videos are up now. I believe almost all of the videos are up and you can follow the link in Oakland High Phase link tree to see those videos if you've been sleeping on them. But I don't think unless you're living under a rock, you've probably seen the video by now because that a uh, lot of amazing people involved there at that at that conference. Yeah, so you know we we're kind of at the sweet spot right now of like uh, I usually do 30 to 45 minute episodes and one of the things I always like to ask before we dip out is what you're working on right now like what's something that you're passionate about that you're working on that you can share with the audience or even a couple of projects that you want to share product development for the skincare line for the soap the mushroom infused soap and the body oil I was trying to rush to get it done but it takes its very there's levels to this and you, of course, you want it to be right. I don't push any product or support any product I wouldn't sell to my mother. Like, I'm just not for it, and it maintains my integrity and keeps me at a balance. We're in the development stages of that, so that's what's going on. Working with exclusively with the butterfly pea, the reishi mushroom, 
and continuing to just bring educating through advocating or advocating through educating by just talking about it doing things like this yeah and then most importantly i'm a mom I'm a, so i have two mushroom babies that i have to live by example every day that's what i'm working on so <laughs> no but that's that's really what my main focus is and going back to just to wrap it up but education and schools and it has to do with being a mom and me most importantly is you know people want to deem kids bad but they just need a little attention or their parents are just trying to do the best that they can and so for me it's important that I'm around my kids as much as I can so that's kind of where where everything kind of circulate circulates around my kids and then everything else is secondary but it goes back to like with the mushrooms and your mental like being a parent or being a person in general is hard and then you add two little humans who act just like you who you want to snap on sometimes but you have to be mindful you have to be very mindful because you have these two human beings and so I will find saying with the mushroom, like the reishi drops or the lion's mane drops and those who are microdosing and things like that, I see such a difference and just staying hydrated too. But a difference in my parenting, I always can kind of gauge. And when I start doing, adding things into my life or, or subtracting things or adding things in my life and I, you know, you can tell the difference. So that's what I'm working on. Awesome. And it's been a real pleasure to connect with you. We made it happen. Nakara, the mushroom goddess, thank you so much for joining us on the Michaelpreneur podcast. I'm going to hit you in the DMs. Don't worry. You're my friend now. Thank you, Dennis, so much. Again, keep up the good work. There's so much to cover in the mushroom universe and so many Michaelpreneurs leveraging the infinite potential of fungi to create a more ecologically balanced, inclusive, and equitable world for all of us mischievous little monkeys. I am completely stoked that you've chosen to spend some of your hard-earned time in our little corner of the Mycoverse. Hop on the gram, say what's up, at Mycopreneur Podcast. That's the handle. Don't get it twisted. We've got the full suite of social media up and running. Twitter, Mycopreneur. Got the YouTubes dialed in, Mycopreneur. Drop us a line. Tell your grandma and your kooky uncle. Tell your wife and your kids. If you're a Mycopreneur yourself, you want to hop on the pod? By all means, willkommen, bienvenidos, welcome. Don't be a stranger. Let us know your thoughts on this episode, and also let us know what you want to hear in future episodes. This is a team effort. Thanks for stopping by the Micopreneur Podcast. Have a lovely day. We'll see you back here next week.